And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First, I cannot confess enough of my sin that justifies this teaching we're about to do. A large part of me absolutely expects the best from God simply because he is the best. But another part of me struggles with believing this verse, Proverbs 10.22, it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Allow me to rephrase. I believe God blesses me, and the other shoe doesn't just drop on my head because I've been blessed. But I tend to think that another shoe is coming into play, and that one's going to kick me in the pants. Yeah. Next. By the way, the level of expectation is that level of expectation I just shared. That's sinful because of the lack of quality it inputs to God. First, to have a lack of anticipation for the generosity of God is to assign him the title of tightwad. Next, a lack of expectation reduces our functional faith, which diminishes our method of pleasing God. It says we pray for great things, but without saying it to anybody, we really don't expect great things and That isn't good. And finally, as in the key in virtually every powerful Christian principle, there is something we have to do to get past this childish or demonic attitude about God. It is an essential key to receiving from his bountiful hand. It's called, get ready, making a decision. And it's called standing in that decision there. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and noise. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at he must increase.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 
or you can call us, 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770, you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, well, that's like getting the trivia right on the David Spoon experience. That's huge. That's that's just you. You get the bell. You get everything. You get the weird noise. You get the whole thing. That's kind of cool. Here's the bottom line. That's three on the bottom line. I, I'm tracking now. Uh, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request or something you want to share, perhaps you have a fantastic recipe on a cherry pie. We're okay with that. If you've got something that you want to share, we're okay. If you got a comment, that's cool. That's great. It's not a kvetch fest. There's other shows for that. We don't. We we support all the other shows on this station. Just right now, for this 90 minutes that we're already 30 minutes through, we're like, let's just encourage one another. There's enough goofy stuff out there. Let's be the little shining light uh, for a little while. And so, if you got something you want to share, you got something you want to bless people, or if you need help and you're really hurting, let's get together. Let's be brothers and sisters in faith and pray for one another and take care of one another. I love what Annika said. Uh, a while back, she's like, we should share with one another. We should open up to one another. You, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request and you don't want to go on the radio, put it on the website. There's a quick form to fill it out. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to make fun of you. We won't let that happen because it's ridiculous, and we're not going to accept that, just so you can know how we kind of approach that. Uh, we also do Bible trivia, and uh, right? Do we, do we do that? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, who said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Let me just say this real quickly about that. It's not somebody who uh, is uh, selling eggs. Okay. Did you get that? Did you get that? Okay. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. By the way, I will say that uh, Joanne, uh, I think Joanne, it was Joanne and Cordelia that said uh, the definition for sheaves is a bundle of ripe grain. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Yeah. We do have somebody that's ready to answer the trivia question, so we'll give that another people another second or two to send in your text, then we'll pull the person off the phone. Uh, who said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me? You should know that one. Again, if you're going to text in because somebody's already on the phone, you want to text in at 214-210-8483. You can still send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Let's have that person come on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Will Rogers. Hi, Will Rogers. How are you, brother? I'm great. I hope you're more better. I'm doing really, really well. Thank you for asking, and I hope you're just doing fantastic. I love that you uh, share, that you connect with us, and that you're a part of us. It's just a blessing. I just appreciate you for that, okay? Well, I appreciate y'all, too. All right. This is not difficult. I think this is easier than the sheaves one. <laughs> Here we go. Who said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me? That would have been Jesus. That is correct, Armando! 
And I think the yoke's on me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I you know what I love about that, that next line, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's like, you know, there's very few people that will say, you know what, you go my route, it's going to be cool. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's good. Because everybody else's is kind of like shaky, shaky. Good job, brother. But those who have not taken the yoke think it's very unlike. Yeah, that's. <laughs> like, the, I don't want to do that. Yeah, those are the hard-boiled people, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. <laughs> very, very yes, good. All right. God you bless you. Day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Before we get into our teaching, there's two things I need to cover. There's always stuff I got to cover, so you might as well just relax. It's just part of it. So we have two. I'm sorry. We have one more game that we have tickets for. So I did not tell Dynamite D about this. So I'm kind of dropping it in his lap. Okay. All right. So before I do a mini teach, and then I'm going to get into what the bigger teach is. So I'm going to tell you this. This is your opportunity. So there are Four tickets, just listen to what I'm going to say, and one parking pass. Let me finish the whole thing before you call. It is for the SMU football team. They are playing Memphis at home, okay, November 26th. Did you hear what I said? November 26th. So that's uh, what's uh, Thanksgiving's like, what was the 24th? Then the 25th is Friday, and then the 26th is Saturday. I think that's, is that right? That sounds right. I think that's right. Well, I hope that's right. Anyway, so this is for November 26th. You're talking about four tickets and a parking pass to an SMU football game. So both the people that we've given tickets away to, both of the families enjoyed them thoroughly, yep. right? And so this is free. It's just tickets. I mean, look, you're not on the field, but you're not paying for it. So let's, you know, come on. And uh, and you do have to answer uh, a question. It's a pretty easy question, so that's not the issue. The issue is this. You have to have a smartphone or a phone that the owner of the station can text you the tickets and then you hit this button to receive the tickets. Is that is that accurate? My flip phone won't work. Huh? My flip phone won't well, work. Your flip phone. I don't know if your flip phone. <laughs> That's the joke, Dave. Yeah, I know. You, you know what? That was so amazing is the flip phone was so big. It was so big, so big. Then it went out and everybody made fun of it. And now it's coming back. Isn't that the most bizarre Trends. thing? Trends. Yep. Yeah. So I said, that was old. What was old was new, and what's new was old. It's just so bizarre. Anyway, so if you are interested in the tickets, you'll have all the show to call in, uh, but you can't call in during a trivia question. Uh, and the question that you have to uh, answer is Dynamite D. What is the initial of Dynamite D after the word dynamite? That's the question you That's have to answer. That's giving it away, Dave. Okay, fine. That's for we'll free. Give it away. All right, it's for free. Uh, if you're interested in the tickets, <laughs> so we just try and do something. If you're interested in the tickets, so you got to call at the right time, 972-445-0770. So keep in mind, 972-445-0770. If we don't give them away and don't give them away tomorrow, then we will we'll pull them back up. So if somebody wants those tickets, they're available. They're there. They're free. You got to call the show. You can call while I'm teaching or doing whatever the case may be. In the meantime, I'm going to finish up this the thing that I wanted to say, and then when we come back, we'll get into the more serious stuff. Um, for yesterday, we had a trivia question that came out of Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. Of 
course, in my brilliance, I thought it was Isaiah 56 or 54 or 64 or whatever. I was wrong. Uh, and that Isaiah 61 portion, I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. So listen to this. And even if I do nothing, the rest of the show, what I'm going to read you right now is just the coolest stuff ever. Listen. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, New King James Version. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, when Jesus quoted this, he skipped this next line in Luke, and the day of vengeance of our God. He did not quote that part. The rest of the text, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Watch this. That they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That's the text. So here's what I want you to catch. The Spirit of God coming upon Jesus Christ when he's presenting himself in the temple. And he says, this scripture is being fulfilled in front of your very eyes. Listen to one of the things that finds fulfillment in Jesus. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And in receiving, the, in responding, in operating in the garment of praise and casting out the spirit of heaviness that's dragging you down, the Lord is glorified. It's not just based on you, but it's based on what the result of that is. And it says in verse 3 that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. When you put on the garment of praise and beat back the spirit of heaviness, God is being honored. That's what you got to remember. When you put on the garment of thank you, when you put on the garment of praise, when you put on the garment of your heart rejoicing in the Lord and beat back the spirit of heaviness because the Holy Spirit is in your life, you are bringing glory to the Lord God Almighty. And he says that you are a tree of righteousness. Wow. That is serious, right? The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Do you know that that's what Jesus does? To proclaim liberty to the captive, people bound in sin and sickness, and to open the prison for those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Put on the garment of praise, cast out the spirit of heaviness, and glorify the Lord. Right? That's just cool, right? Okay. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. A couple things I think we'll open up with. I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story. But it's not an outrageously super bad story. It's an outrageously super dumb story. There's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. We'll That's talk, bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny dumb. Dumb, haha, funny, but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hands. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys in this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study drunken monkeys. No, no, really, drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope. Federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million so far in order to get monkeys drunk in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys. I don't know. See, I don't know where you're even going to go. Where are you going to go with this? There's, I'm going nowhere, there's no, I got nothing to there's say. There's no comment that anybody can make. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas, getting ready for our next trivia question. Plus, don't forget, there are four tickets available for the SMU football game that takes place on the 26th. So it's four tickets and a parking pass. Uh, For that, you just got to call and you just got to have a phone that can receive a text so that... Don, the owner, can send you the tickets. That's how they do it now. It's just simple, you know. And if we don't give them away today, we'll try tomorrow. It's just real easy. In the meantime, here comes your trivia question, and we have to play the horn. So Dynamite D, we need to play the horn for this trivia question. (laughs) 
Aye, you have been warneth. True or false, during the Passover festival, the Jewish people were not allowed to eat bread. True or false? True or false, during the Passover festival, the Jewish people were not allowed to eat bread. Hmm, I wonder why Dave played the horn on that one. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase.org. We do have somebody who is calling in, wants to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm okay. Doing How okay. are you? Sir? I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good. Like I had mentioned to Deborah. I want to work out today, but my leg is going in and out, and so I'm debating whether I'm going to be stupid or not. But, you know, I'm pretty good at that. So. <laughs> yeah, you learn the hard way about that no pain, no gain. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. <laughs> All right, my friend, here we go. True or false, during the Passover festival, the Jews were not allowed to eat any bread. That's false. You are correct, Amanda! Now, why is it false? Tell people why, Stephen. Well, they were not allowed to eat bread with leaven in it. That is correct, Amundo. He gets a double. Good job on that one. Couldn't have any leaven in the bread, and that was the key. That's why we played the horn, because we knew that was kind of sneaky. You know, we knew what was going on there. People are going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. That's where matzah comes into play. Boy, believe me, I had a lot of matzah when I was growing up. (laughs) Yeah, and it's also a very interesting uh, parallel to the leaven in the word that Jesus makes reference to. Excellent, excellent point. That's so, so good. Good, good, good point on that. Excellent job, my brother. As usual, I count on you. You too, brother. (laughs) Have a blessed day. All right, what an excellent job by our brother Stephen. We really appreciate that. All right, I want to get into this. Uh, I'm going to go right into the teach because I just got stuff I got to cover and I'm never going to get through it. And by the way, I never think I can teach to the level of this stuff. Just think, I know people are like, well, you can't baloney. The message of God is so much better and clearer than people. Come on. The gift of eternal life, what man can communicate that? Luke chapter 5, I'm just going to do the beginning part of this and then fire into another section, but i got to do this section right here. One day, was as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him to listen to the word of God. Oh, that's nice. He sat at the water's edge two boat, by two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. You're thinking, wow, that's, you know, cool, right? When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Let's understand a couple things real quickly. So the lake of Gennesaret, 
by the Sea of Galilee. There's an instant amphitheater in that location. Jesus called the disciples. Jesus walked on water. The 5,000 were fed. The storm took place in that area. And uh, Peter was restored right around there. So a pretty popular area in the biblical uh, mindset. Jesus says, there's these two boats. Hey, set me out on the on one of the boats. He goes out on one of the boats. He's teaching the people. Very cool. Very cool. And then he says this to Simon. And he says to Simon, you've heard this before, but I want to go a couple different directions on it. It says, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Okay. These are fishermen. They're not idiots. They've been fishing. They do idi- They do fishing for a living. Do you think they know how to fish? I can't believe I have to say that, but I am saying that. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Here's the attitude that he has, okay? First of all, best fishing was at night in that area. Second thing he says is, you know, we've worked hard all night, and you know what we got out of this? Nothing. (laughs) Now, let me just please take the moment to say how often you and I say that to God without using those words. Oh, Lord, I've been faithful and diligent. I've prayed and I've sought you and I've done this and I've given this and I've sacrificed this and I've never, I've held my tongue in this and I've tell my, I've done, I haven't done anything wrong here and uh, yeah, nothing's happened. <laughs> That's, that is exactly what he is saying. Don't tell me you don't say that. Yes, you do. And it's just like, and he's just like, you know, we, we worked all night. We don't get anything from this. <laughs> He's, he's not excited about this. And Jesus is like, do it some more. And he's like, I don't want to do it some more. This hasn't been working. It's not changing. It's the same thing over and over again. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like you're going and making this pursuit in the Lord and it's the same thing over and over again? It doesn't change. Hey, welcome to the club of discipleship. You are an official member. You should feel good about yourself because you should know you identify with Peter. But Peter does say this, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. What I want to talk about out of this is his genuine lack of expectation that he has in approaching God. Now, he already knows Jesus is special. That's that's not right. And Jesus tells him to do something and he's going to do it. Because he's supposed to do it because Jesus is Lord. He's their, he's their Lord and their teacher. Okay. Okay. Got it. But he's not expecting anything. And sometimes when we pray, and I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about the passionate things where you throw up before the Lord and you are just, you throw it out there before the Lord and you're just all behind it. And you're like, oh, oh, I believe, I believe. I'm talking about all those other 98% prayers that you pray and they dribble out of the left or right side of your mouth like they do on mine and they fall down on the ground and you're thinking, hey, he wasn't going to answer it anyway. Those. And just so we can be on the same page, because I want to be on the same page, I am a sinner in this. Am I a sinner who's going to hell because of this? No, my sins are covered. But I need healing from the disease of my sin. What's the disease of my sin? That my imputation to God's character is insufficient. That I think that God is tight or stubborn 
or a circus, uh, 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 kind of the person in charge of the circus trying to make the animals do different things so that they can get a cookie. That's my sin. Because I'm thinking that I have to perform for him or do something. And it's like that's the sinfulness that we operate, that believing that God is some kind of tightwad. And that's what we've got to do better on. And I said it in the earlier part of this, and I'll say it again. This is a – the way to overcome this is not It's not this huge, big thing. You can go on a fast. I'd encourage it. You can spend more time in the Word of God. I'd encourage that. You can spend more time in prayer and in fellowship. I'd encourage that. But I would encourage you to do this thing above everything else. Ready? Make a decision to expect when you pray. Make a decision that you are going to receive when you pray. That's more powerful than all the... Dave, give me one more time. Would you like me to say that one one more time? time? Make a decision that you are going to receive when you pray. Because God is generous. And it's our spirit sinful part of us that thinks he's a tightwad. If he did not withhold his son, how would he withhold anything else? We'll take our break here and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay 
and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ. And until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made... Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. And we're having a pretty good time, and I just can't wait to tell you these two things that happen. So when we do the show, you just don't know. You just do the best you can. I'm just telling you. And while I was finishing that segment, Steve sent me a text. What Steve doesn't know is the text he sent me is sitting right in front of me on a piece of paper. And then Dynamite D asked me a question about it. And in that question, that that text is sitting right in front of me in a piece of paper in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. So we're going to get to both of those. You better get ready because I think that somebody, there's a message from the Lord for somebody very specific to this. So please be aware or certainly be listening. In the meantime, we will offer up a trivia question because we do do the trivia. We want to keep your brain active in the parable of of the sower, why were some plants scorched when the sun came up? Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. I think you can find that in Matthew 13. If you looked hard enough, I'll give you the info and then we'll send you to the website. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. We will send you to the website. There's lots on the website, plus a place to give. We encourage you to do that because it helps sustain this ministry, and we need that help sustaining. Please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Pie in the face. <laughs> when it's snowing. <laughs> Pie in the face when it's snowing. Yes. Okay. Kind of a little different sound there with the snow and then the pie in the face. Uh, The trivia question, the parable of the sower, why were some plants scorched when the sun came up? The pawpaw's going to go to Joanne and Cordelia on that one. Uh, you can call the show 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Now, I'm going to pick it back up from here. We'll do the history later on, but listen to this. So when we just finished that last segment, we were talking about the need for expectation. 
Steve, who was on the phone, right, sent a text. And ironically, the text he sent is right in front of me in text. Let me just read this and you'll understand. Uh, in the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Here's the text that he sent me. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Uh, Jesus said that. I didn't say that. You're like, well, but that translation's, uh, you know, the NIV says receive. Well, the NIV's wrong. The Greek word's in the past tense. Not my fault. I love the NIV. Don't get weird on me. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is when you pray, you ask for something, you believe that you have received it. It. I, you can't. I don't know how you say that plainer. How do you say that plainer? Believe that you have received it. Does that mean you don't keep petitioning? No. Even the prophet Elijah, when he saw, when, when his assistant told him there was a hand, kept praying. In other words, he, he was coming. He was like, I'm going to pray until, until it happens. It's like you just keep praying and praying and praying. There's no lack of faith in that. There's tenacity. There's persistence. That's what the Lord likes. People just get that confused. They think, well, no, once you pray, you just got to say thank you, thank you, thank you. No, you just keep asking and annoying God until he goes, all right, all right, here, here. That's what Jesus taught, okay, in case you're trying to figure that out. But now watch this because that's only part of it. Here's the other part. Then Dynamite D says to me, yeah, like people that pray and then, you know, like, and they're, they're not expecting the answers. And then, uh, yeah, that's funny you should say that because even though we're going to be teaching this in the book of Acts, I did write this passage down, which is just a classic. And this is, by the way, what I call the divine comedy because if you guys don't understand this is funny, you really don't understand scripture at all. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Just listen to what I'm going to say. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Okay, just stop. Okay, I'm even going to ask Diamond D, just not put him on the spot. Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. What was the church doing? They were praying, earnestly were, praying to God for him. That's right. They were earnestly praying to God. Uh, we're just praying for the Lord. We're just pray, praying to the Lord. Lord, Lord, we're praying to you. We're asking you to get Peter out. It's asking you to get Peter out, right? Verse 14 of that same text, okay, this is Rhoda. This is Rhoda. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening the door and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. Verse 15, you're out of your mind, they told her. So they're praying, right? Just listen. They're praying, God, deliver Peter. Bring him to us. Peter's at the door knocking. Hello. Uh, it would be nice if you guys let me in because I'm a wanted fugitive, so I would really appreciate somebody opening the door. And then Rhoda tells them, oh, Peter's at the door. Uh, you guys were praying. Peter's at the door. And their response, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. What do you think? God's going to answer prayer? I received that. I mean, just like, you just look at this. This is the church. These are the church leaders. You understand that, right? These are the people that hung out with Jesus. This isn't like somebody that just got saved in a, a week ago. These are the church leaders. And God's answering prayer, and they're like, we don't believe it. <laughs> we don't believe it. 
do you see how that permeates into our minds and into our thinking? Like we ask God for, for answers, and then the answer even comes, and you're still like, I don't believe. You're crazy. This is for me personally, Dave. <laughs> it's just like, just think about how insane this is, though, that we do this. It's like, Lord, please do this. What? That couldn't happen. Didn't you just pray that? Yes. Yes, but. You getting that? So why I'm saying all that is because the expectation level on some of us is so uh, in and out. I know, in and out like the burger. Leave it alone. But it's so in and out that when God does answer, we don't even believe it. And that's the part that's just you're sitting there thinking, what is wrong with us? And this is Jesus who's saying, you know, when you ask for something, you pray, believe that you received it. There is a level of expectation that God uh, expects from us. It's ironic that the expectation we don't operate in is expected from us. And you see, this is this is the part of the problem. Part of the problem is because we've prayed on certain situations, in certain ways, and it hasn't happened that way. Go back to Peter with the nets. Well, you know, Lord, <laughs> we've been fishing all night, dude. Fishing all night, nothing happening. And I'm really tired and kind of frustrated, Jesus, but, you know, I'm going to put my nets out here, but, you know. Was he expecting a catch? No. What did he get? A catch. How big? So big it took two boats, by the way, to bring it in. This is the problem that we might be having. And we don't have it all the time. I actually don't think we have it all the time, but we have it a lot. I think when we pray a prayer with a great passion, I think when you pray for other people, there's a higher level of expectation. I I believe that's because our faith steps up a notch because we believe that God is good that way and will ex exhibit that goodness. But for us, we're kind of more reserved because we know how sinful we are. And so we maybe don't think it operates that way for us just when we pray for others. Well, that's not true. But the key component in this is that there's supposed to be a high level of expectation when we pray. Otherwise, why would Jesus say pray? Oh, by the way, he talked about prayer twice as much as he talked about the poor. I just would like somebody for once just to say, oh, well, maybe we should do that then. Instead of just trying to act like we're acting, like we're acting like Jesus, maybe we should just do what he said. Jesus didn't say if you pray. Isn't that funny? He always said when you pray. Uh oh. Uh oh expectation. Don't pray and think, meh, it probably won't happen. It's a decision. Expect it to happen. Don't expect God to answer it your way. That's substantially different than what we're discussing. God is going to answer your prayer. Don't tell God how to package the answer. Just ask him to answer the prayer. Just, okay. Martha and Mary weren't too happy with the methodology, but the end result was the same, right? Okay. Uh, in the parable of the sower, why were some plants scorched when the sun came up? And the reason is that the ground was rocky that they were on, and the soil was shallow, and they had no roots. Ugh. No depth. Ugh. 
And that's why they got torched. No depth. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Today is Have a Bad Day Day. I don't, I don't know. Have a Bad Day Day? Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I don't know. I think do? it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to... Nah, not, touch, nah, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that, that's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked it. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha <laughs> yeah, and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes with the, the – it was so <laughs> funny. I mean, it was pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion last night as we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he's skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then sky divin, that doesn't sound right. Uh, sky divid, that doesn't sound right. Sky div, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> It was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor Wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face up. Penalty as with every penalty is short. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Well, you should see Dynamite D jumping up and down in this. <laughs> they wouldn't even believe that, Dave. Uh, they're just like, he's like, that was for me. That was for me. It's like, that's, uh, that's how the Lord, you know, right? And who doesn't understand that, that when you pray, you're like, you know, your expectation level. And then when God answers, you're like, was that really you? Is that really you? I don't know. I don't know. That's why instead of fleecing the Lord once or twice, we fleece the Lord 500 times. We used to have a saying uh, when Billy, Bruce, Larry, and I were going around. So you, you guys know the expression, 
uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. But when people are looking too much for signs, you know, to confirm things, we would say in the mouth of every two or three hundred witnesses. <laughs> let every word be established. That was a really good one. That's, that's funny. Come on. <laughs> the two or three hundred witnesses. Let every word be established. Okay, here's your last trivia question. Out of the book of Judges, you guys should get this. Who beat out wheat? In a wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Who beat out wheat in a wine press to hide it from the Midianites? Okay, that is the question. Boy, Joanna and Cordelia have pow-powed three times today. You guys are on top of it. Ale coming in at the same time. So it's going to have to be a shared one. Because uh, my thing goes right to the to the closeness of it all. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, pretty straightforward uh, on that question. Uh, so I'm not going to say anything. Although I can use this, which is ironic, and that is we were talking about fleeces. And this be the guy, <laughs> this would be the guy that uh, did that. So that should help you figure it out if you're not sure from that point. We're going to do our history. And the reason you think, well, why do you do the history and not the joke? Because the history passes us by, and I can do the jokes anytime. That's, that's why. And I spend time doing both of those. They take time, I'm telling you. All right, let's do history. Let's go All right, here you go. Um, I'm not really sure about this one because I don't know a lot about this, but today is Button Day. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. Uh, huh? Yeah, I mean, I no, have but, nothing no, to no, add what are you going to add to Button Day. Okay, good. It's, it's Button Day. Uh, it's also National Fast Food Day. Everybody has their favorite. I think Al's is Whataburger. I'm pretty sure that's Al's. Uh, and then some people uh, still like McDonald's. Some people like Burger King. Some people like Wendy's. You better enjoy Wendy's because they're not doing that good financially. Uh, and then other people like like Arby's and so it's fast food. And you know, not all fast food is bad. Well, that that might not be true, but <laughs> it doesn't all taste bad. All right. And then also it is National Entrepreneurship Day, which is a really hard word to spell. I'll leave that there. Uh, 1821 on this day, the Santa Fe Trail is used by traders for the first time. Uh, 1896 on this day, the first transmission of electricity between a power plant and a city was sent from Niagara Falls, the hydroelectric plant in Buffalo. And then uh, I just thought this was so Two things. 1904, on this day, British electrical engineer John Ambrose Fleming filed a patent for his vacuum tube, uh, also known as the thermionic valve, as a detector for radio waves. That's way past me. I don't even know what that means. And then 1965, first man-made object to strike another planet. The Soviet Venera 3 is launched. Uh, the main craft maintained orbit around Venus. The entry probe was launched and landed on Venus on March 1st, 1966, making it the first one to hit a space probe. But on 1965, it was launched. So there you go. There you go. That's it. 
That's our history. You can do whatever you want with that. If you remember that and have a trivia pursuit night, you'll do really well. <laughs> That's all. All right, last on the trivia question, then I'll go back to this teaching, which the finish-up is really good, too. Who beat out wheat in a wine press to hide it from the Midianites? Who was that who did that? The answer is this is the same dude that was looking for a fleece twice from the Lord, which is actually where we get the expression to fleece the Lord. actually comes from him, if you think you know. 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at he must org. So how do you then come to a conclusion that you know you need to have a higher level of expectation? And we said that the, one of the most important elements, probably the most important element, is making this conscious decision that says – you saying to yourself before the Lord that when you pray, you are going to expect, you make the decision to expect an answer. You're just going to, no, I'm going to do that. And if you need help to push you there, I encourage you with this passage in Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21, which says this, Now to him who was able to do immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. The wonderful part about this passage is that it tells you to him, and this is a glory unto God moment, a, a doxology in the framework of Scripture, where there's acknowledgment and their pray and praise. And listen to what it is specified to now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. I think the King James is exceedingly abundantly above. Okay, let's, let's just listen to that. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask. That's the prayer part, right? Or imagine that takes your prayer to this higher level of going, Lord, if I could just get 12 of these, but then in your brain going, but I actually want 144 of these. It's like, that's the imagine part. That's what it's talking about. And God is able to do more than you ask or even that you imagine. And just so you, I'm just telling you right now, the imagine part is the part you don't ask. It's beyond that. It's the thing that you're like super duper hoping kind of thing. And what I'm trying to tell you is that the Lord is trying to tell us, look, stop imputing to me that I'm the Grinch. Stop imputing to me that I hold my fist tight and make you pry stuff out of my hands. Why we have to stop imputing that is because it is a sin to impute to God a lack of generosity. That's why. And all these this is the problem. The problem is, you know, the explosive, you know, name it and claim it uh, group, it's like that's too far over. They're treating God like he's Santa Claus. Stop that, okay? But then you go to the other extreme and you— Treat God like he's the Grinch. And it's like, okay, that's not right either. And if you ask for a Ferrari so you can consume it upon your own lusts, let's just say probably not happening, right? I mean, come on. 
But if you ask and petition the Lord and you know he's hearing you and you're pouring it out before him, he will do more than you ask. Because that's who he is. And I think people tend to forget Luke chapter 12, verse 32. It is the Father's good pleasure to bring the kingdom to his kids. It's like God likes it. You know how he likes faith, right? You need faith? Well, he likes to give to his kids, right? If you as a I'll just say this. If you as a parent or as a brother or as a son or a daughter and you've got a, a relative, mom, dad, brother, sister, niece, uncle, aunt, children, grandchildren, whatever, like uh, Isaiah Anthony's birthday was on Monday. Okay, so we sent a, a, a present, and when he opened it up, they videotaped it. He jumped up and down. I thought he was going to I thought he was gonna hurt himself because he <laughs> jumped out quite a bit. He's a pretty active little kid. And I uh, remember they just spent a couple weeks with us, right? So uh, he was so happy, and it was such a joy in my heart to see him so happy on something. Well, if I'm like that and I'm full of sin and stupid, how about righteous holy, perfect, wonderful, generous God when he sees his kids get something. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Who beat out the wheat in a wine press to hide it from the Midianites? Do you know the answer by chance? Do you have an idea? That one I'm not 100% sure. You want to take a shot or you want me to just say it? You don't have to take a shot. It wasn't one of the apostles, was it? No. It was Gideon. 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 Gideon fleeced the Lord. That's right. Go fleece the Lord. That's what did it. That's right. That's why the fleecing was so funny throughout the whole show. All right. That's the show. I hope you guys liked it. It was a blessing. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.